Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter, that's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. You can find all sorts of high school and college athletic programs named after wolves. And why not? In a mascot battle, North Carolina State University's Mr. Wolf would surely vanquish Sammy the Slug of University of California Santa Cruz. Furthermore, gray wolves do tend to organize themselves into social groups known as packs, with multiple animals cooperating and hunting together, a great metaphor for sports teamwork. But in nature, wolf packs operate very differently than most people think. One of the biggest misconceptions involves their power structures. Alpha wolf is a term that gets tossed around in a lot of popular culture. The concept as we know it today can be traced back to a 1947 study written by animal behaviorist Rudolf Schneckel. According to this study, wolf packs are led by an alpha male and an alpha female, which rule the roost by fighting the other wolves for dominance until they've clawed their way up the pecking order. Schneckel wrote, By continuously controlling and suppressing all types of competition within the same sex, both alpha animals defend their social position. He also posited that the alpha wolves outrank beta wolves, who in turn look down on submissive omega wolves, all very hierarchical. This belief that every wolf pack is a dog-eat-dog environment where some members are constantly vying to climb the ranks by aggressive means has been repeated in countless wildlife documentaries and nonfiction books over the past 70-odd years. 
our colleagues at How Stuff Works even repeated that idea when we first published the article this episode is based on back in 2008. However, it is misleading. A Schneckel's 1947 paper was describing two wolf packs in captivity. His study specimens were unrelated animals that had been brought together at a Swiss zoo, where they shared an enclosure measuring only about 2,000 square feet, or 200 square meters. Schneckel didn't study any wild wolves at the time. Unlike their counterparts at this particular zoo, natural wolf packs mainly consist of genetic relatives. They also take up way more space, patrolling territories of 1,000 square miles, or about 2,500 square kilometers, or even more. Because they don't live under the artificial constraints that Schneckel observed, wild wolves usually organize themselves in a way that's less competitive. A noted wolf researcher, David Meck, published a book in 1970 that used the alpha terminology, and more recently updated his views based on more current scientific understanding. In a video from 2008, he said, the term alpha isn't really accurate when describing most of the leaders of wolf packs because it implies that the wolves fought and competed strongly to get to the top of the pack. In actuality, the way they get there is by mating with a member of the opposite sex, producing a bunch of offspring, which are the rest of the pack then, and becoming the natural leaders that way, just like with a pair of humans producing a family. Don't get us wrong. The alpha-wolf hierarchy system isn't a complete myth. Again, a captive wolf packs like Schneckel's have been known to adopt this kind of pecking order. But outside of zoos and other artificial environments, the stereotypical alpha-beta-omega social structure is incredibly rare, if it can be said to exist at all. Instead, what we usually see is a howling nuclear family. Your typical wild wolf pack is made up of two breeding adults and their progeny. And new pups are born during the spring, in litters usually consisting of four to six babies, weighing about one pound, or half a kilo each. Oftentimes, the little tykes receive care from both parents, as well as from their older siblings. Most youngsters leave their original pack after anywhere from nine months to three years. So it's not uncommon to find parents and tiny infants living together with adolescent wolves born in previous years. After moving out, young adults try to find mates and establish their own packs, beginning the cycle anew. Unrelated wolves do sometimes join a pack, and packs may include multiple breeding pairs, although that's a departure from the norm. Bigger packs aren't necessarily the most successful. Having extra mouths to feed can be a real detriment when your prey is scarce. Though, of course, it depends on your prey. At Yellowstone National Park, for example, packs of nine or more wolves are the most likely to succeed when they go bison hunting. Elk, by comparison, are easier to kill, with packs containing two to six wolves regularly taking them down. That being said, it's not all friendly cooperation. Wolves are territorial creatures. A crossing into another group's domain can open the door for confrontation. But how can wolves tell where their land begins and ends? Sometimes, the nose knows. Wolves scent mark by spreading urine and feces on above-ground targets, such as a tree stump. This tells intruders that they're approaching boundaries and provides the wolves with olfactory signposts. The howling can also be used to signal rival packs, 
hopefully keeping them at bay. Today's episode is based on the article, What is a Wolfpack Mentality? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Kristen Conger and Mark Mancini. The Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.